T. Smith for the TFON Podcast. Back again for Season 2, Episode 22. Tonight, I am flying solo. You guys will listen to it in the morning. But I wanted to give a big shout-out to Alex Meacham in the Bearcat Basketball Podcast, who had me, my man Neil Meyer, my man Tim Daniel of 48 Minutes Network, uh, on the pod to talk about Bearcat Basketball I think it went about almost two hours, man. So I got that up on the site. Check it out. It's links for everything. It's on, you know, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to podcasts, it's on there. So make sure you guys check that out, man. It was a good one. Had a lot of fun on that one. So I wanted to start off my podcast to tell everybody to go check that one out because it's legit. It was a fun time, man. And we talked a lot about UC Hoops. And I think you guys would enjoy it. So um i recorded that one before the bearcats went to philadelphia on tuesday and played against the temple owls man you know they had a chance had a good chance to possibly push their winning streak up to four games in a row and then they had a brick cold it was cincinnati cold you know right now the weather is crazy it's super cold and that's how they shot that thing in the second half and it was to their doom that they lost by three points 61 to 58 if they just would have shot about 25 percent, they would have won that game easily but man they got good looks that's the thing it was crazy like when you think about it there's only a few bad bad shots in that whole that rest of that second half man everything just was not falling you get a center getting blocked by a point guard on a nice play and then just open shots going in and out man and and I thought the rest were terrible, both sides. But it was a lot of phantom calls, man. Like Jeremiah Davenport fouled out on the shot that it was just a regular play. And it was like, oh, your leading scorer is out for the game because the ref wants to call a foul. Like just because they want to blow their whistle. And I think that was the sad part about it. Um, is they, I mean, they got good looks. It just I think the ref didn't help the cause. But um, it just... The, the big the big gaping hole right now to me is the Bearcats can't throw the ball in the paint and get busy. And, you know, we're normally used to that. Um, like, you know, with Trey Scott and think of other people that have, you know, roamed the Bearcats, you know, hallways as of the last 10 years. They normally have a guy that you could throw the ball in the paint and get, get a bucket or two. And right now they really don't have that guy that they can – stop the bleeding with you know like a dude is very good defensively doesn't rebound well but he blocks a lot of shots changes a lot of shots Koval is very good pick and pop but he's not a you know a rim runner but he's not a good he's he's not a guy you can just throw him the ball in the paint and say hey I need a bucket that's not his game um, he blocks a lot of shots of course but that's not his game man uh Odie is the one that can, seems to have that niche to possibly be able to do it. He didn't play a lot in the second half. I think that was one um, one of the things that I think kind of hurt him a little bit. I think they should have gave, they should have kicked the tires on Odie a little bit and seen if he could have provided them a spark, especially on the offensive end, and seeing if he could uh, make a play or two in the paint. Uh, Locking, he he is the one that I think you know wants his consistency and he has a counter. As it gets a better feel for the game, he'll be that guy. But right now, he's not consistent enough. And the scout report is out, so he needs some counters to those 
like he, he has a jab but he doesn't have you know he don't got the hook or the uppercut right now he's just straight jab 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 he's not even he's not even following up with a right right now so once he gets that I, I, I'm pretty sure this, this coaching staff will help him and he'll keep developing because I feel like he wants to be very good um, Hensley has been working pretty hard as well but they just right now they don't have that consistent guy in the post that you could just say I need a bucket because we're 0 for 10 from shooting jumpers and our layups are getting blocked and everything so they just don't have that and when you go when your jumper isn't falling you can't create in the paint back to the basket wise it can get hairy man that's what happened against philadelphia i mean not philadelphia but against temple in philadelphia and when the refs are calling some iffy calls that, that doesn't help as well so you know the bearcats are now 16 and no 14 and 6 and they have a game on sunday against ecu on the road and this game becomes even more important because they have they're on the bubble just keep it real but they're on the bubble it's not over but this temple loss is a bad loss especially when you're up 12 points in the second half but then you have memphis and houston coming back to back at home everybody knows houston's the, the big dog in the conference they got a split and if they can somehow find a way to beat them twice that'd be even dope even better but they got to split they have to beat houston once and if they're not going to beat them at home you cannot bank on beating them on the road so you know i think it's the 6th 6th of february which is the following sunday they'll be here so we'll see what happens with that man but i'm gonna get back into this temple game because this temple game was crazy man like the stats I didn't do a vlog after the game because I knew I was going to do the podcast. So I wanted to just get into like a regular vlog part of this. I feel like I'm being long-winded, but just roll with me, Bearcat fans. These guys shot in the second half. Five of 29 from the field. Five of 29 from the field. For 17.2% from the field. Including in that, it's one of 14 from three. So that is a whopping... 7.1% from three. They were 10 of 16 from the foul line. So that's 62.5. So just imagine, as bad as they shot, if they would have made four more free throws, they still could have won this game. If they would have made all, they went perfect from the line. I don't know if there was any front ends on one and ones. I'm pretty sure there was. But they could have had the six points in one. That's crazy as bad as they played in the second half as far as, like, shot making. I mean, they, they, they ran their offense well, I thought. It's just their shot making was crazy. I It was next level bad um, just because they just they were cold, cold as ice, man. And, you know, Temple got hot, you know, came back from a 12-point lead. I want to say the biggest lead was 14 for the Bearcats. And it wasn't enough, man. When you, when you shoot five of 29 in a whole half, it is hard to win any basketball game. I don't even know if my seventh grade son's team can win a game like that. You know what I mean? Like if they, if they go five of 29 from the field, I don't know how much defense they're gonna be able to play to be able to offset that. That's pretty tough. So um, now the Bearcats are, you know, 16 to six four and three in the conference and we you know I, I quickly talked about 
what they you know have to do or you know what they have ahead of them and the thing about the temple game is what's crazy is i knew they were going to walk in there there's going to be like a thousand people tops and it was like it might have been 500 people at that game but what scares me now is they have to go to ecu which is in carolina forgot what part north part north carolina but that is going to be the same thing on a sunday so it's like you got a sunday game and it's going to be 500 people there ecu is a solid team it's always hard to play there just like temple and you need this win if you want to keep your ncaa hopes alive you can't lose both of those games and think that you're going to go to the to the to the big dance so sunday is huge for the bearcats the next few games are huge for the bearcats um i'm still all in because i mean they're playing with house money man but it's crazy the thing is the biggest weakness is they can't just throw the ball in the paint um i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure west is going to fix that you know he can't fix it i don't think he can really fix that this year but with recruiting in the portal i think he'll be able to address that sooner than later but it is what it is man it's just they gotta keep winning but that temple loss is something if they don't make it and they go nit it is gonna be something that you're like dang that's a that's a game you should win on the road up 14 points and lose so um, we'll, we'll come back to this you know down the line and hopefully it's something that we can just be like oh man that was a blip in the road but um they, they got some got some games man you know ecu on the road you got memphis who's underachieving but you know if they play right with that talent it can be interesting but i like how they play them at home now that they're going to get them at fifth third arena i feel like they should be able to beat them and get avenge that loss but houston is the one man next sunday houston is the one so we'll see what happens man they, they have to beat houston here because I, I just don't i don't see how this team can lose to houston at home and think they're going to win on the road i mean we've seen stranger things happen but houston is a well-oiled machine even with the injuries it's just you know kelvin sampson has his style of players on deck and that's just what happens you know next man up when you've been there six seven years it's it's easy you know they are the old style bearcats with better shooting and better offense that's that's point bite that's what it is it's it's stairs like took mick cronin's style and remixed it you know what i mean like he took the the nuts and bolts of it but then he shined it up and made it a little bit different where you're like that's a different car but it looks kind of the same you know what i mean that might have some better rims on it you know he, mick might have had the stock car with some rims or something but you know kelvin got the uh uh, the higher higher grade car with, with better rims and maybe a sunroof feel me on that no all right but that's just what it is on that man so we'll see i think after the houston game that's going to tell us a lot but like my man tim daniel said on the pod with me in uh on the alice Meacham's pod man and if the Bearcats do play in NIT, that's not going to be not not something they can hang their hat on. I mean, not hang their head on. You know what I mean? I think that'll be a huge win. They can host the game in the NIT at worst case. But I think right now, you got to think Big Dance. They got a chance. 
but they have to be Houston, man. I know I keep harping on Houston, 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 but they are the big dog in the conference. They are the only one that is guaranteed to be playing it, you know, dancing in the dance. Did I say that? That makes sense. Dancing in the dance. Dancing in the dance when it counts in March. But, you know, it's three or four teams on the bubble. And that Temple loss did not help the Bearcats bubble chances. That made the bubble have a little bit more air in it. And it's floating away. So they got to keep they gotta keep that thing deflated so they can have a chance to get inside of the bubble. You feel me? Or get inside the 68 now. It ain't 64 no more. So... That's what it is. But the positive of this week is John Newman is not out for the season. After the Tulsa game, everybody was scared that it might be over for him, um, at least this year or at least for a long time. But for him to play and he almost had a double-double, that's positive because he's a key dude. I feel like Mason Madsen is getting his uh, – getting his uh, – you know, his, his his swagger, his uh, flow back, and that's big. So, we'll see. Sunday is, will be huge. If they lose Sunday, man, then it's going to take them to play absolutely perfect the rest of the season to even have a chance because you just got so many bad losses on your record if you lose on Sunday. You can't lose the ECU on Sunday, man. If you do, the NCAA tournament is pretty much – gone unless you make a deep run but then you have to beat let's see you gotta play them boom 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 go down memphis you got south florida at south florida at tulsa you play wichita state again at home temple again at home ucf at ucf south florida again and then houston on the road and you play smu on the road to end the season so, I mean, you still got some teams. SMU is a bubble team right now. But it's going to – you can't lose the ECU. You lose the ECU, man, after losing the Temple, that's just going to make it where you got to damn near play perfect and you might only lose one more game. And you got to beat Houston at least once for sure. So, you probably can't lose no more other games besides the one of the Houston games. So, yeah, you know, got to turn, you know. When life gives you lemons, you got to turn it into lemonade or spike it. You feel me? Put some lemon and spike it with something. Make it make it taste good and it dug it on out. But, but you know, just make sure you guys, you know, this team is, is resilient, though. As soon as you kind of think it's over, they kind of make this run. So hopefully they, they do that and make a run that cheers everybody up. Because, you know, after the, to the Tulane game, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be interesting. Then they made a run, you know, they kept winning, boom, boom, boom. And then now this, but this one, it just hurts a little bit more because they were up on the road and road wins in the conferences all are always gold. And the, the, let that one slip away, it hurts a little bit. So just how it goes, man. It's the way the cookie crumbles. And, you know, the football side of things, if you guys have been checking out, the website been keeping everything abreast on the new coaches you know the coaches getting promotions they got a new transfer deep offensive lineman dartarian tinsley and i put that up there make sure you guys check that out i got a few interviews with a couple of recruits they got offers i'm gonna have a few more up as well probably within the next few days as uh, i've been been, been speak, speaking with a lot of people that uh 
you know, have been getting offered from the Bearcats. You know, it's a hot season. It's open. Coaches are out there shaking hands and kissing babies, recruiting. And it's a good thing, man. You see the Bearcats are talking to four or five stars, three stars. You know, they just doing their thing, man. Oh, and that's what I want to address. I don't know if this guy was a troll. I mean, I know he was a troll, but I don't know if he's the person that reads the the front office news on a consistent basis. But uh, I am... I will always defend a recruit um, no matter what if you're going to slander them because of their star ranking. It's like, it. I, at the end of the day, you know how many people are that were two stars or didn't have a rating have made the NFL? has been a lot. You know what I mean? And then how many people that are currently on this team are about to get drafted were three stars. So it's like, like don't slander your young men because you just it's just it's petty like it's super petty corny and you gotta do your do your knowledge do your work before you say that like just because like oh like it's because a person's a three-star don't mean nothing i mean if they still got the heart they still want to work they still get better they might not be the best player they're supposed to be and also it's not like making comments that you know somebody's a three that sec that wouldn't take a take a three stars like dog do your research you know how many three stars on sec teams it's a lot, bro. Like, it's definitely a lot. Um, Atlanta and Georgia might not have as many, but at the same time, it's three stars on their teams, and some of them three stars be balling. So, don't do your do your research before you just say stuff and try to knock a kid that's 17 years old, 16 years old, possibly 18 as well, um, about their ranking. And uh, I just wanted to put that PSA out because I just feel like that's uh, real corny, and I had to be addressed because. Um, Normally I'm I'm laid back, but certain stuff just got to get oh, it's got to get off my chest, and I feel like that's corny and it needs to be addressed. So if you anybody comes and addresses me about on my site, addresses me about somebody's ranking, like I will call you out on that shit. So um, so just be be warned. Like if you don't want to read my stuff, that's cool too. But I don't care. So at the end of the day, yeah, just be correct, be mindful. Um, Cause if that was your kid, you want nobody to talk about your kid because of their ranking. Like, and that don't mean nothing, man. You know, I mean, ballers be uh, un- incorrectly ranked just because they might not have went to as many camps, or they might have grew, or you know, somebody might not have seen them play against somebody, and you know, or they might have not have the set measurables or something. Like, you you still don't know, man. It's a lot, a lot of little stuff that goes along in the back in the back workings of these things, right? Or somebody might, you know, it's just a lot, man. But it's just mass people like it's people that's going to get drafted like i'm a sauce garner everybody knows he's the best corner in college has the chance to have a hell of an nfl career he was a three-star recruit three-star so it don't mean nothing like if you got that heart you want to grind you want to put in that extra work don't matter if you're a one star or you a 10 star you feel me like you're gonna put in a heart it's, it's a lot of people that be five stars that don't make it i mean some of them do most of them do it's more more success stories than not but it's like that doesn't guarantee anything you don't know what happened it could you know injuries can happen or just they maxed out you know what i mean like you got a hungry three-star that still got room to grow and they're growing like you just don't know man so don't don't talk about people i try to diminish they uh they accomplishments man so um that's how i'm gonna end my pod today i'm just like don't 
don't come at young young men uh, and young ladies. If anybody says something about some young ladies, if they, you know, but I haven't had that yet because it's you know it's a lot of recruiting on, on the football side and basketball might have that sometimes here and there, but they don't have as many recruits because it's just never a big class like that. It's just not, I mean, sometimes it could be three to five in that range, uh, but yeah. Yeah, don't 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 come at them like that. So I, that's that's my you know my ramble, and if you got anything to say, let me know. But make sure you guys check out the frontofficenews.com. Check out the TFON podcast available everywhere. Podcasts are available, and I am signing out, y'all. JT Smith, hit up hit the hit me up, hit up the pod, and this will be out. Early Friday, y'all. So check it out, man. I'm signing out. JT Smith. Peace.